Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet at 745. Also a very cool prize today for our morning mystery movie clip. Disney keyword has come and gone. That was September, folks. It's now October. Where's where's the fall? Like the fall's a third of the way over already. Yeah, it's going by quick. Tomorrow's the one year anniversary of the show, by the way. Wow. So for those of you who didn't didn't think we'd make it past six weeks, uh, you lost that one. We are one year old. One year old. That's correct. Good stuff. Also, maybe a surprise guest tomorrow that I think you might enjoy. He's kind of funny. Actually, we have. We have two surprise guests this week. We do. And maybe a third. We'll see. And, of course, we have Tony Bruno. So it's going to be a very good week. That third that you're talking about is pretty much confirmed, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. All right. Thursday. Okay. Thursday. Thursday. Yes. And, look, we don't don't do a ton of guests on this show, uh, but if we have guests Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, they're probably pretty darn good. Yeah, exactly. So... Stay tuned for that. Dawn's got some news coming up here in just a moment. Uh, front page, I just tweeted this out. The front page of the New York Post today uh, has a uh, fire alarm on the front cover. <laughs> and it says in red, does this look like a door handle? <laughs> Rep Bowman's absurd alarm excuse exposed. Yeah. They literally have a picture of the, I mean, it's your classic fire alarm handle. That if I asked Olivia and me, I say, girls, do we touch that? No, we do not touch that. But don't tell a squad den that. You do whatever you got to do to well, delay things. Here's what I don't understand about it. Because you, like this whole thing is just, it's odd. It is, like, his excuse is BS. But my one, the one thing that doesn't, like, there's two things that, that don't sit well. Is that, like, the, the, what he would have evacuated wasn't the Capitol. It was the, it was whatever building he was in. Right. So it wouldn't have affected the vote on, on Capitol Hill because it wasn't in the Capitol that he pulled the fire alarm. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. And also, like, they, he would, this vote was so kind of... Lopsided? Yeah, that, like... I don't know. You're it, just delaying the inevitable anyway. Exactly. And <laughs> you would think that he would want to go and vote for this. or <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's I can't just, get into these people's minds. It's, I don't It's just It's just really... The, the whole thing is odd to me. It's His, just insulting to our like intelligence. Like, dude, are you kidding me? That's the best you have? Yeah. Robert Schwartz on the YouTube chat says, Did you book Meatball? You'll have to tune in on Thursday and find out. <laughs> Everybody must eat! Everybody must eat. All right, it's time for Dawn to eat, because Dawn's got the news. 7.04, round two on a Monday morning, and here is the great Dawn Stensland. Well, thank you. Good morning. On this Monday morning, October 2nd, you're going to love the forecast, full forecast, just ahead. We are sponsored this morning by Malvern Retreat House, and so much news, so much happening this morning. Let's take you there. It's a busy morning for our Philadelphia police officers Um, Some deadly incidents early this morning within just the past few hours, unfortunately, as they search for suspects. Three dead, one injured in the shooting that happened. This is in Philadelphia's Lawncrest section. So they're now searching, they say, for a male suspect. So we don't know if this is a teenage suspect. They're saying male, not man, but driving a blue Honda Pilot and may have Pennsylvania tags so that one inside a home, apparently. So we don't know, was it a home invasion? Was it a domestic situation? We just don't have the information or the details, with the exception of the fact that they're putting this out as a breaking news story and continue to update us 
on that one. As well, there's a mystery that happened with a deadly hit and run in Ronhurst in the Philadelphia in Philadelphia's Ronhurst section. So we don't have the name of the victim being released. Bustleton Avenue Solly Ave. Uh, just a few hours ago, somebody was driving in for an early shift, sees something that looks like a body on the roadway, on the side of the roadway, calls police, alerts authorities. They rush to the scene and, yes, find a victim dead on the scene. So we don't have, you know, we don't have details and no immediate description of the striking vehicle. We simply know this was a hit and run. And we're awaiting to hear from Philadelphia police who may be holding some kind of a news conference to give us more uh, information on the victim's identity, what happened. But they're putting this out there, actively investigating this one and looking for a hit and run driver mm. as well in yeah. Philadelphia. Wow. I know. Um, it's just so, so sorry that just some tragic news. Um, we, you know, we're reporting this morning. They're also on a, on a lighter note. Let's talk about the fact that we do have the Powerball lottery jackpot, one more than a billion dollars, and uh, this one where we know that there's a there's a drawing that's happening today. The odds of winning this, one in two hundred ninety two million. Those so, are your odds. So you're saying there's a chance <laughs> Powerball jackpot? <laughs> yes, there's a chance. So. But you hear the saying like one in a billion. Uh-huh. This by the time the drawing happens this evening, I guess it'll be you know like one in three hundred billion. Yeah, you know, truth be told, as much as I love uh, wagering, whether it's on sports or playing poker or you know roulette at a casino, I don't think in my lifetime I have ever contributed a dollar to a lottery. You really? Ne- really? I don't think I. Yeah, yeah wow. I know that's probably odd coming from me because I'll bet on whether the sun comes up the next day. Um, but like, no, I don't think I've ever actually played like the daily number, uh, Mega Millions, Powerball, or any of the other. Sc- yeah, actually, I take that back. The only time I've ever played a state-funded lottery was when my mother-in-law would get us some scratch-off tickets in our stocking stuffer at Christmas. <laughs> everybody's like, say. Everybody's like yeah, you have any pennies or nickels? we got to see if we have a winner here. I'm like, why? You're just a waste of time. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not from the Lehigh Valley unless you've gotten uh, scratch-offs in your stocking. <laughs> Christmas in Bethlehem. <laughs> the Pennsylvania kind. Exactly. Benefits older Pennsylvanians every day. Ah, oh, yes. And uh, just we've talked a lot about the UAW a lot in the news on a national level, but I just want to remind you about another union, more than 1,000 SEPTA workers voting to authorize a strike if one is needed. So this vote came in yesterday, and members of TWU, Transport Workers Union, Local 234, unanimous vote here, the union representing 5,000 bus drivers, trolley operators, mechanics, and ticket takers. So the current contract does not expire until Halloween. Okay. Okay, But so this is early. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. So SEPTA releasing a statement saying that they're hopeful that an agreement with the union can be reached prior to the expiration of the current agreement. Boy, between all the you know derailments and malfunctions and accidents and those T-bone collisions and now this, it's a lot of bad PR for SEPTA lately. You notice that? They're a lot like Temple University. When they're in the news, it's nothing but negative. I know. It's so true. Wow. But I think that all the unions, everybody, you know, the, you look at the UAW coverage. Yep. Biden went to that picket line and spoke out and said, I'm the union guy. I'm the union president. So now they're all saying, show me the money. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Of course. So Back show me up. the money, baby. Back it up. 
Pack it up. <laughs> a lot to talk about and a lot on Capitol Hill as well. And I know we'll get into all of that. But we are sponsored this morning by Malvern Retreat House. Visit Malvern Retreat House, the nation's, the nation's largest Catholic retreat house located in Chester County. Malvern Retreat House hosts men and women's retreats, couples retreats, spiritual direction, recovery retreats, so much more. Retreat from the noise. Hear God's voice at Malvern retreat.com we know that today at 11 we are expecting district attorney larry krasner to speak out give us an update on the looters the arrests nikhil just told you about meatball um and and many of the others facing felonies so we do have a news conference coming later today don't be surprised if she ends up being put in one of these diversionary programs i was getting tweets over the weekend and Mm -hmm. I, i forget i should be able to pull it up um and know the name of the it's not a bill, but it's basically a uh, a program that was created by the DA's office that almost really looks like something that a defense attorney would advocate for. And keep in mind, Krasner's past history, so it makes sense. I got a feeling right now, if I had to go and put it on a bet, I, I bet you she ends up in one of these programs where there's never going to be any jail time. Yeah, and, and, and that's consistent with what happened if you think about all the people who were arrested, what was that, a thousand people nearly in Philadelphia that summer of all the riots, mm-hmm. built businesses burned down, and, uh, you know, how many dozens of officers injured? Yeah. And about a thousand people were given this mass amnesty. So it would not surprise me if the 61 people arrested thus far, mm-hmm. if they did not commit violence, it would not surprise me, Nick. If right. they if they don't have any priors, mm-hmm. we know some of them do because oh, yeah. we've talked about it. You talked about the guy who punched the guy in the head and he died. So, you know, they're trying to revoke right. the bail for him. Right. But for Deja Blackwell, 21 years young, um, hardworking businesswoman, yep. <laughs> even on bail. So, she's, she's a capitalist. Yeah. So I, I would not be surprised if they say, let's uh, give her a diversion program. Yep. No priors. No doubt about it. So I'll point out to you, Eagles win. We're we're uh, four and zero. Oh. And by the way, we're we're now one of only two undefeateds left. Yeah, it's us in San Francisco. Miami got smashed yesterday. They did by Buffalo. Yeah. Speaking okay. of Miami, so we face the fish, right? That's correct. We got a fillet de fish starting tomorrow. Game one, October third, eight oh eight p.m. And all these are at Citizens Bank Park. So a lot of excitement this week. Game one Tuesday, then game two Wednesday, October fourth. All evening games. Oh, everybody's going to be so sleepy this no, week. I can't. Yeah, yeah I just got. Right? I just got to figure out: is that a best of five or seven? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to make the same mistake as I did a year yeah, ago. Please on don't. Show. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> game three, if you know Thursday, October fifth, if needed, it said Phillies are releasing a fan schedule too. So even if you don't have the tickets, they have starting tomorrow, and that's a great idea. Ten o'clock in the morning, the new era Phillies team shop. The store opens 4.30 in the uh, 10 to 4. So that's kind of neat that they're doing a lot of activities. And we'll be talking about this block parties. You don't have to have tickets to celebrate our fills in the postseason red October. Greg's just hoping that they go on a deep run so that they con- there's a conflict with them and the Eagles so that we get one of the games on our station. I know how he's thinking. I mean, I may have said that out loud in a, in a meeting last week. <laughs> What's the likelihood that... They're going to keep going, and it's we're likely get a, that we can get a thirty share. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah I mean, is. we love being the winners, and we're what a winning forecast. NBC Ten first alert forecast: 
81 beautiful degrees today. Feels like summer this week with the return of so much sunshine. Sunny today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and partly sunny on Thursday. We don't really see any significant rain until, unfortunately, the weekend. But Friday, yeah, but they could be wrong. They're wrong a lot, but (laughs) let's hope they're not wrong for the beginning of the week. But we're in the 80s. In fact, on Wednesday, we soared to 84 degrees. So in the 80s with a lot of sunshine, at least through your Thursday. That's the NBC 10 first alert forecast. This is Kale & Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Coming up next, let's get to the other aspect of what transpired over the weekend on Capitol Hill. As Republicans in disarray, Kevin McCarthy touting some sort of victory. Matt Gates saying Republicans didn't get anything they were promised. And once again, we have a divide within the GOP. And also, John Fetterman with an interesting comment or two that I don't think he's completely wrong about. We'll get to that when we continue. It's Kale and Company live here on this Monday morning. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Can't wait for the spring. Yeah, I love fall. I love this season. But next spring, you got to escape with me. We're heading to southern Italy on a beautiful tour of the most gorgeous coastline in the world, the Amalfi Coast. I want you to join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the best professionals, once again, from conservative tours. So I want to travel with the best tour operator in Italy, the biggity big, the best. Nobody does it better than my friends at conservative tours, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So we're going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri, stunning 5267. That includes your airfare, luxury hotels, fabulous dining events. You're going to remember this years from now. Just call toll-free, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. How awesome does this sound? The Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia. Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and of course, we'll visit the ancient great sites in Rome. There's so much more, too. Just join me next spring in Italy. See you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. It's a Monday morning. Hopefully all of you doing well. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 7.45 this morning? Also, still ahead before the cut sheet, a couple of interesting things in the world of Donald Trump. From Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, Trump has thoughts on Kelsey and the Swifties. And also, Trump's beer can sales, not that he's really affiliated with, but his picture is on the can, the mugshot, selling like hotcakes, like the opposite Mm -hmm. of Bud Light remarkable we'll get to that as we continue but the second half of what transpired on capitol hill this weekend is pretty tough and pretty painful uh i think if you are a republican so congress passed a last minute stopgap bill to avert a government shutdown uh and notably the funding package does not include aid for ukraine a demand that democrats had rallied around But within just hours of the midnight deadline, the Senate passed a temporary measure 
to avoid this shutdown, uh, despite Mr. Bowman's efforts to, uh, you know, sound the alarm, literally, and slow things down. The bill funds the federal government at current 2023 levels, and that'll go through November 17th. The package was approved on Saturday afternoon by the House by a vote of 335 to 91. The Senate passed the bill on Saturday night with a vote of 88 to 9. And if you know how a bill works and the process that goes with it, it will now go to President Joe Biden to sign into law. The bill includes an additional $16 billion in natural disaster aid. However, the bill does not include any Ukraine aid, and Biden blamed, quote, extreme House Republicans for, quote, the manufactured crisis. But I, I just wanted to say this, because I'm watching it kind of play out a little bit Sunday morning. I actually watched a couple of minutes of the Sunday shows, and then I was looking at some video clips, and, you know, Matt Gates was, I believe, on with Jake Tapper, um, and this is not any new drama within the GOP, right? Like, we get that. It took Kevin McCarthy, what, 15 rounds, I think, to become the Speaker of the House, and oh, that whole fiasco back in January into early February, and then, you know, the House Republicans were slow out of the gate with investigations into things like Biden, things like COVID, the origins. And everybody was like, you know, getting their panties in a bunch. Well, we've got all these investigations. Let's go. What are we doing? Get to work, so forth and so on. And it's there's no there's this is no surprise to anybody. Kevin McCarthy does not have overwhelming support within the Republican Party. And the Republican Party is kind of fractured and splintered into two groups. You have the McCarthy's of the world, you know, the swamp monsters, the establishment, call them a rhino, call them what you will. And then you have the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gates's of the world, the more conservative aspect of the Republican Party. And I, I just I'm literally watching this play out in real time. And I'm actually going to get to a quote from Fetterman in a moment. But I've, I've got Dawn's voice in my head and all I hear is Dawn. Get it together, GOP. Get, this is where Democrats, do, that Democrats, get it together. You're, and, and like, this is once again, Don, where I think, like, you know, it's so embarrassing watching. And I get it. Like, you know, some people within, like, if you're a Republican listening to this show, I'm just going to guess more of you are hardcore, more conservative than you are moderate. But there's obviously different degrees of conservatism and there's different variations of what a Republican is. And, and we can sit here and have the infighting and we see it really at the federal level too, all the way up to, well, yeah, I, I can't go with Trump. So I got to go with DeSantis or DeSantis is, is lame. I've got to go with Trump. Like there's that divide as well, but it's just, you know, we sit here and we get caught up in this manufactured clown show circus drama and meanwhile, as dysfunctional as the left is, and they've got their segments and factions, the squad Dems being one of them, that are clearly different than a classic liberal on the Democratic side of things. And you've got the whole woke section and triggered by everything. And then you have the other side where you have like a Ro Khanna who like, you know, he values the First Amendment and free speech, so forth and so on. But at the end of the day, we're going to be the ones end up sitting here looking like the fools. Because we fund these people, we pay their salaries, they go in there and have all this drama. It's like it's like the, it's like General Hospital or Days of Our Lives or WWF Monday Night Raw. It's a theater, it's a production. And at the end of the day, what's gonna happen? Democrats are gonna win. Democrats are gonna win. That's what's gonna and I'm just it's not a, a swipe at any one Republican within the party. I'm just tired of the sideshow circus act from all of these individuals where i feel like 
our House and Senate are just filled with crisis actors. And that's on both sides, from AOC to Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's like they're all drama majors putting on a show and a production, and we as a party get embarrassed. Our nation, on the global scale, gets laughed at, and we're sitting there funding all of this by paying their salaries. So I, I just, Dawn, I, I just have your voice in the back of my head. <laughs> I think maybe you need to like mediate between McCarthy and Gates and get these guys on the same page. And I'm not going to defend, I don't really want to defend McCarthy, but when you're in the position he's in, sadly, there are negotiations and concessions you have to make. You know, it's kind of, to steal a phrase from Trump, it's kind of the art of the deal, is it not? It is, but, <clears throat> you know, the truth is that there were a lot of Democrats who did not want to vote for this thing. They got the, th- I was at the gym of all places Saturday afternoon when this whole thing, and I'm watching all the different monitors, you know, Planet, like this is the one, one of the gyms we belong to, Planet Fitness, right? Mm-hmm. So you see CNN, it's the bias, it's so fascinating to just watch that. But anyway, I, you know, the bottom line is that the Republicans did look good as far as they, they got the stopgap measure and they did come forth with it. Yes, there's infighting because in truth, this is how our founding fathers wanted it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a bureaucracy on purpose so that, so that you have these battles. That's how it really was designed. But on the other hand, yeah, the, the power struggle between McCarthy and there are calls. I mean, this morning I'm seeing, you know, granted more conservative media reporting on this, mm-hmm. but they're saying they want to expel Matt Gates if the ethics committee report against him comes back with any findings of wrongdoing. Yeah, Gates, so wants, Gates right? wants to strip McCarthy, and McCarthy wants to kick out Gates. I mean, these two, like, <laughs> I think they legitimately despise each other. So I think at some point it starts to look like a genuine personality conflict mm-hmm. because you don't see it's it's Matt, right? It, Matt, it's it's Matt versus McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it starts to look really personal, but the at the end of the day, the truth is they got it done. They forced the hand of Democrats who didn't want this to go with the stopgap. And the truth is they need to talk about <laughs> everything that we're paying for. Our deficits, uh, this is historic. What is it? 33 plus yeah. trillion, trillion freaking dollars. Mm-hmm. Of course we should look at every item. Of course we should have more transparency. So the bottom line to me like Friday when we looked at it, and I thought, <clears throat> oh, no. And then even Saturday, I thought they're going to get this done. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. They, they, you know, and so I think, all right, let them have their infighting. They're busting each other's chops. That's what they're supposed to do. And they're they're tough. Well, Gates is mad because he feels like they didn't get enough or they didn't get what they were promised. And then he's accusing McCarthy of a backdoor deal with the Democrats and Biden. And it's just like, you know, some people say, OK, victory here for Republicans. But yet the the hardcore conservative faction, the Gateses and the Marjorie Taylor Greens, are ticked off. They're not happy about it. And you know it's a disaster. And this is not just about Republicans. This is about Bowman and what the stunt he pulled in. And this kind of just really encapsulates the weekend. You know it's bad in politics when John Fetterman is had it with all the sideshow circuses. <laughs> the, you know, the guy that wears a hooded sweatshirt and cargo shorts, uh, he's had enough of the debacle. He said quote, the following, quote, I voted at 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. That's my job. You know, by the way, that really ticks Fetterman off, <laughs> that he has to work on a Saturday night. 
He's gone. He's gone Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays without working. So you know damn well he doesn't want to be there on a Saturday. But Fetterman said in a statement, "But the American people should never have to worry about their government shutting down. Pushing the snooze button solves nothing." By the way, Fetterman, pulling the fire alarm solves nothing either. He says because these same losers will try to pull the same bleep in forty-five days. I voted yes tonight to keep the government open, but I'm done normalizing the, the, this dysfunction. This is not entertainment. It's governance. We must not allow the government to turn into the, still, the Steve Wilkos show, which, if you remember, Steve was like the security guard on the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> so you got Fetterman, basically. Think about, where, think about how crazy it's been for the last week where Fetterman is down, speaking down to Bob Menendez about his debacle. And then Fetterman's trying to be the voice of reason and get rid of the dysfunction that led to him working at 830 on a Saturday night. <laughs> That's where we are with our politics today. Yeah, but I, uh, to me, everybody, you know, look, we pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. We do over the weekend, right? right? The, the average person heard Friday, oh, all the media is saying, oh, it's a showdown and we're going to, oh, the government's going to stop and blah, blah, blah. And so this morning, what do they hear? They hear, oh, they got it done. We have, but, but they're not funding Ukraine, right? And it does not have any new financial assistance for, for Ukraine. It does allocate the disaster relief funds. It keeps on going. And, and so the house resumes work this morning. The average person goes, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They got a stopgap. No problem. So to me, when I look at this, what I say is this. These things always go poorly. Because you guys are always looking at the sports past. You know what I mean? The last time we... All right. If you look at politics, Mm -hmm. every time the government shuts down, the media, of course, is complicit in this. Right. It it doesn't go well for the Republicans. Mm -hmm. So this time around, they don't look bad. The Republicans look like they worked all weekend. They got it done. Just get something done. Yep. 855-839-1210. The number. Cut sheets coming up at 745. But on the other side... Donald Trump in the news, his thoughts on Kelsey and Swifty, the beer can success, and also Trump and Nikki. Apparently, it's for the birds. We will explain what that means on the other side of Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I'm looking ahead to the opening line for Sunday's game, Philadelphia Eagles, your Philadelphia Eagles, and the L.A. Rams in L.A. Uh, The opening line right now is 5.5. I'm going to make a very unpopular decision. I'm going to take the Rams at plus a 5.5 for that game. All you have to do is for new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Place a $5 bet if you're a new customer and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash Greg. That's FanDuel.com slash Greg and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210, WPHT, 21 and over, President PA. First online around money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210 
WPHT. We've got some COVID stories to get to after the cut sheet, as well as the Philadelphia Inquirer now demanding that Kurt Schilling be taken out of the Phillies Wall of Fame. Or I should say off of the Phillies oh, no, really? Wall of Fame. We're doing this now. Time to cancel his career. Yeah, it's it's bad enough. It, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't yep. mean to get ahead of this. That's fine. We'll get to it. Difference between the Hall of Fame and the Wall of Fame. But um, I've always tried to separate somebody's politics or even uh, crimes they commit yeah. in their personal life from their sports accomplishments. Let me just say this. That you go from something that I think most people agreed was egregious. Mm-hmm. And then you... You take something like this, and it turns people on the other side. It's yep. like, well, you know what I mean? Like, like there are very few people that had sympathy for Kurt Schilling. That's correct. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to get people yeah. who have sympathy for Kurt Schilling. Right. Because he shouldn't be canceled yeah. for this. You beat a dead horse to death, and then all of a sudden, it works against you. Yeah. Which is, as we've said, anytime you try to cancel something, it, it actually has a weird way of wrapping back around and blowing up in that person's it's face. It's never the effect. It's nope. never the intended effect they want from that it. That is correct. All right, so Trump's in the news for a variety of reasons. We'll get to the Nick ha- Nikki Haley story in just a moment. Uh, but, of course, another football weekend comes and goes, and uh, Travis Kelsey and Mama Kelsey and Taylor Swift are in the news. And Trump, in classic Trump fashion, when he was out in California towards the end of last week, said the following in regards to the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. He said, quote, I wish the best for both of them. I hope they enjoy their life. Maybe together, maybe not, most likely not. That's like, isn't that just like the perfect Trumpism right there? (laughs) It's like he starts off real positive, and then he has his doubts, and then he's like, actually, you know what? It'll probably fail. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just so, and and then last night, you know, Sunday Night Football, they, uh, she was there. She had Blake Lively and Hugh Jackman was with her and Sophia mm-hmm. Turner, I think, or whatever that woman's name is. Yep. And it's just like it becomes a spectacle. It was like it was a great game last night, the Chiefs and the and the Jets. It was yeah. another three point game. And like the entire attention was on the fact that Taylor Swift was mm-hmm. there. Well, and then also too, uh, a lot of the reporters between the four o'clock games and then the Sunday night pregame show yeah. were documenting and chronicling the travels of Mama Kelsey Ugh. because Mama Kelsey was at the link for the Eagles game, yeah. and then she got on the turnpike and went up to East Rutherford, New Jersey, yeah, it's not that far. Uh, to see her great, other boy. Great mom, yeah. It sounds like a dawn weekend right there. <clears throat> I know, right? Driving around in the minivan, <laughs> getting the boys' games. But can can we stop with this? Like the the New York no. Post, the New York Post no. with the uh, uh, Travis Kelsey seen seen leaving uh, Taylor Swift's oh, hotel room on. in the early mornings. Who cares? So, you you sound like an old grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Nobody. Cares. I I think it's cute. Do you? Yeah, do you I really? do. She, Taylor Swift. I mean, we. So I've been to only one of her concerts with Stacia, my my bonus daughter, my stepdaughter, but who loves her. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so we've watched Taylor Swift grow up. She's from Pennsylvania originally, Christmas Tree Farm here. You know, they moved to Nashville, and she dated all these wimpy, wimpy guys. Mm-hmm. And now she's. I I like the narrative. Mm. She's dating this hunky football player pimp for Pfizer this is not a <laughs> this is not listen this is not like a cis what, what do they call it I can't even like a sissy guy whatever this is like yeah. a manly man yeah he drinks Bud Light and <clears throat> you know can I tell you something and too like I remember how how viral my tweet went last week about yeah. Kelsey oh my and like I got a couple people like you do realize that Travis Kelsey would knock you out in five seconds I'm like I'm aware of that of course. of course he would he's an NFL player yeah. and his big brother who's the better brother but I like his we brother. have yeah 
But I just think it's, I love the narrative that now you have all, because football was being canceled, right, mm. by the mainstream media and by yeah. all these people who thought it, it was, was like toxic masculinity. It was masculine. never being canceled. Oh, no, 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 no. It's the most popular right. thing in America. Oh, it's I, never I, being well, canceled. You and I think that. It's not a safe sport. <laughs> it was not a safe space. It was toxic yeah, masculinity. Okay. It was the Freddie Frat Boys, blah, 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 blah. Now you, you have need to get most, off of right wing Twitter. <laughs> no, now you have Taylor Swift, who is making all, all of her fans, the yeah. Swifties, yeah. now love football because oh my god, like Taylor, she looks so great in the box. I want to go to one of those games. Mm-hmm. What's a tight end? What's a first down? Third down? This it's kind of cute. I like the narrative that she's making football popular and non toxic for all those you know woke individuals who thought. That it was. She's making his jersey sell. He's gone from like the 15th hottest selling jersey in the league to top four. Um, and I think he picked up like they were saying. That's that's where we're at now in football broadcast where we got to be told that Travis Kelsey's gained 700,000 new followers on Instagram thanks to Taylor Swift. Oh, but we, we, we made it about politics on this show. We just told you last week that Taylor Swift actually got 35,000 new voters registered. 34,999 of which are Democrats. Yeah, to all the people saying, well, you talk about Taylor Swift is because she's she's very influential when it comes to elections. I'm telling and you. And anybody who doesn't think that is naive. Yes. Well, so, so what? I, so I, what? I, I, I agree with you. She, You're she, allowed to be an she influencer. Is. She is. And so I don't care. If she's getting people to, to you know, register to vote and mm-hmm. to be aware, fine. I, I, I don't care. I mean... Uh, my whole thing is, if she's part of the conversation and gets a whole you know generation to be aware of politics, I'll just say this: a lot of her fans are those suburban moms who are in school, have kids in school now, mm-hmm. who are very concerned about parental rights right now. Yeah, and so we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see where this all goes, and also where her, you know, as she now grows up, right? Yep. And now she's in with the Kelseys. I don't think that I don't think that the Kelseys are progressive or far left liberal individuals. No, nope. Travis, Travis is. I don't think Jason is, but I think Travis. Is. Travis. Travis. I think, I think he Travis. Will... He either he either is or he's just really good at cashing in on yeah, big time endorsements. Travis is cash. He's living life yeah. large, and he he's he look not to be mean or anything, but let's just say this: Big Brother's the brighter. And the better I of agree. the bunch. I okay, agree. that's I all I'm going to say. I well said. I mean, he has two. He has two rings. Okay. Okay. No, 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 he's he does have two. He's a great athlete. Nothing, you know, nothing against nothing yeah. against him. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, think I just a, think he kind of goes with the wind. Got and the IQ of a paint can. Cute. He's a cute, <laughs> athletic guy. Yeah. Okay. He's cute. All right. Um, nice. Speaking of uh, bird brains. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bird brains and dodos. Um, is it safe to say that the Trump Haley thing will never happen now with like Nikki potentially being his VP? Never because say never in politics. After this weekend, I have my doubts. So Nikki Haley is now saying that the Trump campaign sent her a birdcage. Um, and we actually have, I believe, the picture. We do. Uh, so if you're on YouTube, Stalker, I guess you would go to that and uh, check you- it out and hit all the buttons, right? YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. So it's a birdcage with bird seed on top of it. It says, from Trump campaign, because they called her a bird brain. Yes, at the debate. So it's a birdcage, and it says, from the Trump campaign. I guess it was sent to uh, Nikki Haley's house or yeah. headquarters or whatever. 
Um, she tweeted this out and said something to the effect. Well, you have the yeah. story in front of you. Sorry. So, so I mean, some some are saying that it could be the dead bird Petey from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> um, the bl- that you sold to the blind kid. Uh, but no, as we were talking about at the debate, uh, Trump referred to uh, Nikki Haley as a bird brain following the second consecutive debate in which many pundits declared her the winner. And I think she's done really, really well in all seriousness. Uh, but that, that you saw the picture of the birdcage. So now uh, there's back and forth between whether it was really the Trump campaign or Nikki Haley's team planted it there. Oh, but, is... the, but the Trump campaign has actually come out and said that, yes, we did do that. Uh, but Nikki Haley tweeted a uh, following message. After a day of campaigning, this is the message waiting for me outside of my hotel room, Haley tweeted, adding the hashtag, pretty pathetic try again, and you just made my case for me. And that was actually the picture of the cage that Stalker showed on YouTube. Yeah, it's up there right now if you want to see it. I mean, I don't care care who did it or what. I think it's pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, when I first saw this, I I thought it was a... I thought it was like a like a Smollett thing where she was just setting uh, this up. But you're saying the Trump campaign, the tr- yeah, the Trump campaign, has taken- the Trump campaign has taken responsibility for it, which I, I I kind of applaud. Like, hey, we did this, yeah, we're gonna own it, and oh by the way, um, we're not gonna deny it. So I don't think, obviously, I don't think Nikki Haley is a bird brain. I think she's really smart, and I think she would make a really good vice president. And I've also said too, I mean, in the first two debates. Sands Trump, I think the three biggest winners in no specific order have been Ramaswamy, Haley, and DeSantis. I think Nikki has done a really good job. She's held her own. She's shown that she's strong and spirited. Don't necessarily have to agree with her on everything, especially with Ukraine. I feel like she's very pro-war. Uh, but other than that, I think she's done a nice job. And you know what? I think this should be a badge of honor for Nikki Haley. You know, if the Trump campaign really did this and they're thinking about her and using the nickname and the bird brain and she's living in their head a little bit, I think that's good for all parties. Yeah. See, this is the kind of drama I like. I know. The McCarthy, like, Gates stuff annoys me. Oh, it's boring. But this stuff, I mean, this is is like the sophomoric end of politics, right? And I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe that, I mean, with the Trump, one of the Trump cases going to court today and, you know, jailbird references, I can't believe... Anybody from the Trump team yeah, actually point. did this. That's okay. a good point. So you th- you're you're claiming hoax, or, or just anybody could have sent it. Well, I, I, mean, I just don't think well, they sent. You it. can have somebody from the campaign they're that taking, has nothing to do with their court. Are they stuff. taking credit? They're taking credit. For they're it. taking yeah. credit for right. it. I mean, not you know, smart. It's not like Trump's wasting his time putting this no. together. Trump didn't. I mean, this is his people thinking they're funny. Yeah. But when you have a jailbird type reference on the day he's going to court, not that was not smart, <laughs> and he's gonna. Excuse me, excuse, he'll be all over somebody who did that. Uh-huh. I don't think he did it. You don't think he did it? Okay. All Pers- right. Personally. Okay. 747, nope. as we get to a Monday installment, always a great edition from the weekend shows on the Sunday shows, it's time for a Monday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Monday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. By the way, you know, you talk about... I have three pages. If you're watching right now on YouTube, I have three pages full of cuts. All right, so the cut sheet will go until stuff, about 8.48 today. Of stuff to get to today. So much stuff to get to. Uh, Cherry Hill Volvo. It's, uh, they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring 
the Monday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. Um, we talked a lot about uh, Representative uh, Jamal Bowman pulling the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, been a bunch of conflicting reports about why he did this, and then he he gave some lame excuse that he <laughs> he thought it was the to open the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that might be one of the lamest, worst excuses I've ever heard. It's like the game ever. show of what's behind each door. Yeah. Let's see. What's behind door number two? And I pointed out, Nick, that he was in a different building. Uh, he was in a different building, not not the Capitol building, which okay. would have affected the vote. But Raymond writes me on Twitter, and he said, the fire alarm was pulled in the office building that houses the Congress critters. Uh, their offices. The alarm was pulled before the vote when many members were still in office or en route. McCarthy added an amendment last minute that Dems wanted to delay on and vote to read. Okay. So that seems to be the, the the context. What I think is a good reasoning. But AOC uh, defended him on uh, Jake Tapper's show on Sunday, saying it was just a moment of panic. Yeah. This is cut 18, Daniel. Progress on things like guaranteed health care in the United States of America. There was an interesting moment uh, over the weekend when your New York colleague, Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, There he is, uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked. And there was a sign that he said he was, con- I think someone said it was confusing. I- I'll be honest. Uh, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? What's going on? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's, there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. Oh, stop. <laughs> he, so you pulled a fire alarm? So I'm, Come I'm, on. What I am here to say is that oh, man. House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive, and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans, representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others, immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel, before there, before there has even been conversations that are, that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. But what they did do, while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same when George Santos was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation of 13 federal charges. He's indicted on everything from wire fraud to actual lying. Of, of House investigators, and they have been buddying up and giggling with him on the House floor. If you're if you're AOC, don't you like, or if you're Jake Tapper, excuse me, like, yeah. don't you throw in here like yeah. that's that's not the question. Yes, yes. you gotta you gotta interject and say, come on, yeah, you know, you know, they. This is the oh, oops, I'm an idiot mm-hmm. excuse, and yeah. we're all supposed to. And Jake Tapper needed to be tougher. And oh, yeah. trust me, if that if that were a Republican who had pulled that, literally pulled it, 
Can you only imagine Jake Tapper yeah. would be all over it? Every Dem, every liberal media outlet mm-hmm. would be crucifying the Republicans. Oh, this is an insurrection. Pull the fire alarm. It's a threat to democracy. It's a threat to m- democracy. They <laughs> threaten the safety of every elected official there. Uh, it's nice to see that Jake Tapper's level of outrage on a scale of one to ten was Please. able to reach a two there. Yeah. I mean, like, and then AOC just immediately pivoting to a non-answer and. If you, She's got nothing. Can can we actually go back to that clip where you see the picture of Bowman, uh, where it's the freeze frame where he's reaching? So. What she's claiming in that video clip there is that that would open up the two doors to his right, which yeah. if you've watched on YouTube, it's a it's like a double barrel door. It looks like you're like exiting the walk out on the steps mm-hmm. outside and exit the facility. How could anybody logically arrive at the conclusion that, well, first of all, just seeing the fire alarm, we know that it doesn't open doors, but that pulling of that alarm is going to open that double door. Come on. No, that's just it. If it were when you hear him saying it, I think he's a dingbat again, an idiot, thinking, oh, well, nobody's going to see me doing this. So he's allowing people to infer that it's one of those doors where you push on it, and by pushing on the door, the fire alarm goes off. But that's not what happened here. I'm telling you, these squad dems, you have AOC, you have Bowman, Omar, uh, Bush, Booker, uh, the three down in Tennessee that almost got expelled. These guys are all, and guys and girls, they are all stooges. They're just so painfully... Uh, but liars. I know, and they don't even care. No. They just no. don't. They, they think, they think, oh, we're ju- we'll just all stay on the same page, we'll all lie about it, and we'll get away with it. And they probably will. Yeah. But this was, seriously, and, McCar- and House Speaker McCarthy was correct to say, hey, this is on par with January 6th. You are putting people in danger. He's he's using their same rhetoric that they used mm-hmm. for January 6th, even for people who did not commit any violence, right? right? And, so. of course, and of course, the media coverage will be completely different today oh, of course. across the They'll board. They'll just ignore it, Nick. Right. Well, because little... most people just don't see it over the mm-hmm. weekend. So they will talk yep. about it today, and it'll just well, be guy, like that. Guys, guys, we talk about media coverage. I mean, like, this this is happening on <laughs> CNN. Mm-hmm. Like, this, They're asking her about it on CNN. Oh yeah, no. I'm just I'm talking about like the shows today okay, okay. across both networks, MSNBC and CNN. Okay, and media media thing is just gets a little tiring. Um, all right, AOC. She continues. Okay. And they are protecting someone who has lied to the American people, lied to the United States House of Representatives, lied to congressional investigators, but they're fire, uh, filing a motion of, to expel a member who, in a moment of panic, was trying to escape a vestibule. Give me a break. Escape from and what? so the idea that there is somehow any kind of equivalence to someone who is actively trying to clear up a situation that he himself admits he's embarrassed. He released a statement last night. He apologized. And they are protecting someone who has not only committed wire fraud, not only defrauded veterans, not only lied to congressional investigators, but is openly gloating about it, is absolutely humiliating to the Republican caucus. And I think that they should really check their own values. There's another Republican who's been indicted also that they've been defending. See? But we, you we see that? Uh, mm-hmm. but he we accepts her answer. All of those right. uh, charges, 91 of them. Congresswoman uh, Alexander. That's a good point. He, he le- immediately and unexplic- inexplicably co- lets her yep. out the back door. And so what... I, I think the follow-up, and Don, you're the journalism major, you tell me, the follow-up should be, or the continuation should be, what does George Santos or Donald Trump have to do with Jamal Bowman pulling a fire alarm? Nothing. And what 
what they needed to do was to say, okay, so you're saying that let's take this, we slow mo this. Let's just take the images and you take us through it. So as he's standing there, now we see him reaching out to the side of the door. Now we see him pulling, I would slow mo the whole thing. Now we see him pulling a fire alarm, which is on the wall. Let's, let's just say, and you're, you're saying what now? And you, do you really think that anybody believes that? He needed to be tougher. So yes, of course, he, he does what he thinks is due diligence mm-hmm. because he would look like an idiot if he didn't say something. Right. But he lets her have that answer, which is total BS. Yeah. And then he goes, and there's another Republican. Oh, since we're on the, let's just, yeah. let's just throw more fire on this one. Oh, yeah. let's get on the bandwagon of bashing more Republicans. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's baloney. And the fact that, and, and that right there is going to tell you exactly what they're going to do. They're going to smooth over it. Maybe somebody will report on it this morning. There'll be nothing more about it. Period. Yeah. On a separate note, um, in that picture of uh, Tapper and AOC, I don't know if uh, Valdez can freeze frame the close up of AOC and maybe put her in box four for a little bit. It's one of the best looks I've seen from AOC, by the way. She looks really good there. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I don't care what everybody's mad about it. That's the kind of analysis that we care about. You know, we just broke down all the actual stuff that matters. But onto the more pertinent things, like AOC looking pretty. That's a good look for AOC. She doesn't have the demonic possessed eye look. Like she's hosting uh, a hostage video. This is Nick Hale. She very lonely. Yes, she incredibly lonely. She looks good. She looks good when she lies. Right. Yeah. One way to put it. Over the over the weekend, both Trump and DeSantis were at uh, were were in in, um, they were in California doing like dueling speeches. Um, So let's start with Trump. Uh, He was he was at a PA uh, or a California GOP uh, convention out there over the weekend. He spoke. Ron DeSantis also spoke. Uh, we made reference to this earlier. He was talking about the looting that's happening right now. This is cut 13, Daniel. These people are killing people when they go into the sewers. You'll have 300 young people who are not looking for a good future walk into a store, big department store, and just pillage it. And if you happen to be there when they're there, they'll knock the hell out of you and kill you in some cases. And we will immediately stop all of the pillaging and theft. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. Wow. (laughs) By the way, you notice the elevation in the voice real quick, too? I love when he does that. You can fully expect to be shot. (laughs) It's like Joe when Joe goes from whispering to shouting, except Trump actually has like a good delivery to it and to emphasize a point. Uh, Obviously, I think he's um, I do believe he's being facetious there. Uh, You can't shoot shoplifters. Uh, You know, I've said tongue in cheek at times when these people act out of control and uh, are rioting and looting and put their lights out with rubber bullets. I'm not sure that I really mean that. Uh, But no, look, this is here's what you need to do. You have to get back to law and order. And Trump's a law and order guy. Well, let, let put me, the fear of God into these people. Well, let me ask you this: but wouldn't the, but wouldn't the fear of God of of them thinking if they walked into a Walgreens and just were going to take everything they want, and all the security there had you know machine guns, they would think twice about doing it, wouldn't they? Yeah, don't yeah, you think? Well, yeah. And then yeah, as soon but, as somebody discharges one gun, it's it, racism and it's lawsuits and the whole thing. But it would stop. It would stop the looting uh, yeah, if there were armed security guards there. Yeah, well, you'd like to think. The truth is, though, that every that 
individuals know that nothing's going to happen. Right. And that's, that, it's the culture. Right. And so just stop the culture of the lawlessness. And that's, I think, I think like Nick, he's obviously being sarcastic, although I'm sure this will be played over and over and over. Oh, it already has. Cannot have a president right? saying that they would shoot somebody for a misdemeanor shoplifting crime. But I think he he's making a greater point, which is we're not doing anything. Uh, yeah, but you know what? There's There's them. been plenty of stories and, and um, instances of looting and rioting where there's security guards that are armed or police in the presence and people still act a fool anyway because they don't they don't believe that the officer is ever going to pull out their weapon anyway so i mean you'd like to think that that would be a deterrent but in this day and age of district attorneys not prosecuting people they know they're going to get away with it and that's the problem that that until you start hitting people with mandatory minimums and you start making people post hundred thousand dollar bail and things like that because the criminal knows they're going to get back out on the street for little to no money. Or in like a meatball's case, she had to put up what twenty five hundred bucks. Look, I I'm I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it. I'm all for <laughs> shooting looters. Stop. <laughs> but, Law and order stalker. No, but, the bottom line is we're not going. You know, we just need a lawful environment, and it, we've gone crazy. It's mm-hmm. we've gone crazy right now. I, I don't I don't like mandatory minimums, quite frankly. I don't. Oh, really? I think that all they need to know... I mean, Meatball, she was surprised that she was arrested. Mm-hmm. She was surprised. Many of these looters are surprised. I'm and just, they didn't realize there's a new police commissioner and a new administration and a new, a new culture. But is arresting them enough? No, no. They, they were surprised. They were arrested. She's and actually going to profit. From her, she's going to profit from her mugshot. I think she's being processed, and and whatever happens, it's more painful than we saw in the past. Keep in mind, there were looters who burned down businesses who the mayor and the DA three years ago, less than three years ago, said, "Okay, go freely, and we're going to wipe your record clean." Mm-hmm. This is a huge contrast. From that. I'm telling you that if these looters and these shoplifters, if they think that there is a chance that somebody in that store or wherever they're looting is armed and will shoot on command, there will be a lot less of it. Yeah, that's true. That's that. That's I think true. that was his point. Mm-hmm. That if it's the same, it's the same theory with with prison. Like if people mm-hmm. know that if they commit a crime, they're going to go to jail and get the 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 key thrown away, mm-hmm. they might be less likely to commit the crime. Well, that, And that's why I think mandatory minimums are good because I think they are a deterrent. And if you do this act and you're guaranteed you're going to spend 90 days in jail, there's no plea bargains, there's no uh, you know, whittling it down to a lesser charge or a, a diversionary rehabilitation program of community service and uh, a small fine and time. You know, hey, you're going away. And trust me, you start going into those facilities, you start thinking twice about it. Yeah. But I think, I th- yes, that clip was played over and over again on Twitter over the weekend. And mm-hmm. it was played on. I understand. I'm sure Morning Joe led with it this morning. I understand, like, the the brazen nature of it. But you don't think there's a there's a majority of people that agree with that? You're probably yeah. right. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you know. You think, yeah. someone the other, you think someone on the Democratic side actually agree with that as well? I do. Okay. I do. I think that I think that Especially if you're a business owner. Yeah, you can owner. you can yep. feign you can feign outrage by like, "Oh, my stars, I can't believe a, a former president of the United States said that." But like <laughs> at the end of the day, I 
I feel like the majority of people uh, agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, like, no, there shouldn't be cops there, you know, just mowing down people as they're, right. as they're, you know, doing whatever. But like, if they, if these looters and these criminals think that there's a consequence for what they're doing, they're going to stop. And by the way, guns are, are a huge deterrent, mm-hmm. a huge deterrent. Yeah. So I, I just think that the sentiment of what he said was absolutely correct. It's just, I'm going to go back and localize it and just to, to highlight the sad state of affairs. I mean, we, we're living in an era where a cheesesteak shop is now open once again with armed security guards mm-hmm. in line standing yeah. out on the street so that you feel safe when you're 13 customers deep getting ready to drop nine bucks on a steak sandwich. Yep. Yep. So, um, but to your point, you know, maybe that's a deterrent. People aren't going to try to, you know, carjack anybody there or uh, try to rob the establishment. Pretzel time on YouTube. Uh, by the way, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT if you want to follow along. Uh, he says, you guys realize Krasner right now is actively working on lessening those charges for the looters from Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. He's yeah. holding it. We said this <clears throat> early this morning that Krasner is holding an 11 a.m. news conference to update us on it. Yeah. Um, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> is that mm-hmm. there's no consequences, of the, so these things are going to these things are going to continue to happen. Yep. Uh, Trump also took some shots at Biden. Did some impressions of Biden. He was really on his game on Friday night. <laughs> it has to be when you're in California. Uh, cut fourteen. Gavin has become crooked Joe Biden's top surrogate. I think because he doesn't think Biden is going to make it. That's why he's doing it. He doesn't think he's going to make it, and it won't be him so easy he's going to have a big fight however because there will be a lot of democrats uh, competing is going to be very interesting but let's see look some people say biden's going to make it does anybody think he's going to make it to the starting gate i mean the guy can't find his way off of a stage look here's a stage here's a stage i've never seen this stupid stage before right i've never seen it but if i walk left there's a stair and if I walk right, there's a stair. And this guy gets up. Where am I? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Where the hell am I? Where am I? Nah, he's terrible. Terrible. You know, I'm much tougher on him than I used to be. Out of respect for the office, I was never like He's the most corrupt president, the most incompetent president we've ever had. But when they indicted me, and then again and again and again, I was never indicted. Now I'm setting records. Al Capone (laughs) was not indicted so much. Alphonse Capone. If you looked at Al Capone in the wrong way, he'd kill you. He was not indicted like me. I was never indicted. I didn't know. When they taught me at the Wharton School of Finance, they didn't talk about indictment. <laughs> it's, no, it's a disgrace what's happening. They've weaponized elections. They've done everything. I mean, these are very bad people. But I used to talk relatively nicely about them. I wouldn't go out of my way. I wouldn't say the things I say now. Now I'm just all in because these people are bad and they're dangerous and we have to stop them. I wouldn't say what I say now. I never did. I'd joke. I'd, I'd have a little fun with it, but I wouldn't call him. I call him the worst president in history. I call him the most corrupt president in history, and I call him 
the most incompetent president. Other than that, he's doing a fabulous job, I think, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing a fabulous job. Along with crooked Joe Biden, Newsom is also killing our car industry. Your cars are ridiculous what's happening. So it's very interesting. Two things there. Um, that's about as much negative commentary as I've heard Trump give Gavin Newsom, because we were just talking about this last week with the Gavin Newsom factor and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the kind of the weird um, continuity, so to speak, between Trump and Newsom. Um, but that was that was right there. That was a game Trump from a presentation and speech standpoint. And I still can't believe that there are some people that are polled when people get polled about the cognitive abilities of Biden and Trump. There are some out there that think Trump is in cognitive decline. If I would have just played you that video or the audio yeah. and said, what year was that from? Mm-hmm. You can't tell really any decline in Trump no. from the last seven years or or tell somebody that 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 who just spoke is a 77 year old man like Correct. you're like people like really oh, so, yeah. 64 65 oh 77 okay. uh he also he, he also dropped an f-bomb <laughs> I love this this is good. Uh, by the way can I get this on the board I'm gonna need this on the board uh with the the M effort to be to be uh I know to the indictment yeah this is Trump dropping the f-bomb in California what they've done is they've gone after opponents so that if you become president or some other job, but if you become president and you don't like somebody or if somebody's beating you by 10, 15 or 20 points like we're doing with crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the mother. Let's indict the I saw that on Saturday. I was I watched that 30 times in a row. Let's indict the mother bleeper. <laughs> and of course, that clip in that video that you're watching on YouTube, uh, the, you see the graphic MSNBC was all over that talking about that. So, you know, I'd love to know the um, uh, the media watchdog websites. How many minutes were spent on Trump's MF or drop versus how many minutes on MSNBC were spent on Jamal Bowman? Just just wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wondering. But again, he gives the ammo. He gives. Oh, of course he, he does. He gives the ammunition. But that's hilarious. That, see that right there. That is why he resonates. I agree, and that's also I what agree. triggers the people that say, I, "I'll gladly, <laughs> I'll gladly take five dollars a gallon." Just no mean tweets and that unpresidential stuff. I do agree, but on the other hand, he's these. I know that he's doing a ton of these rallies, and and it all resonates. But you know, on the other hand, there's a sliver of people who are who don't who he he knows he triggers. Mm-hmm. So why? Why? Because he's never going to change him. So if you can't beat him, embrace him, right? I've never heard him say that. Really? Drop the MFR. Oh, please. He's a businessman. He 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 does it all the time. There there was. Why don't you have other audio drops of him? Well, no, I I don't mean I don't mean in his speeches. I mean that's what I'm talking about. This. That's what I'm talking about. So you, you don't think, think that this 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 resonates? This resonates better oh, than I think it resonates with his base. Yeah, but I I just think I, I think this resonates. Moving forward, let's yeah. just have this be the only one that they captured you doing in the in the speech where cameras were present. I'm he, just saying. He talks about being targeted and they, they come after him because he's you know he's the outsider and he's the threat. This is why I, I think a clip like that, and we've showed you some of the polls, we've played you some of the video clips where, you know, he's kind of chipped away at Biden's big lead that he once had on Trump with the African-American community, mm-hmm. with the Latino community. This resonates with people that aren't uppity up global no, elites. that's true. You know? You're right. Because that's the way the common man talks. 
I hate to say it, but men walk around and say mother bleeper. It's that (laughs) resonates more than, uh, you know, anything Ron DeSantis is going to say. I mean, you know, it's it's not nice to say in front of a lady. Uh, Certainly there are the religious people or Christian people that don't like curse words. I got it. But for the average everyday nine to fiver that probably drops a mother bleeper three times a day. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the religious people are the ones that swear more than we do. Please give me a break. (laughs) But my point being, there are some people that don't like that language. That's all I'm saying. Respond on. He's, do, he's doing great. Okay. Uh, you know, look, it doesn't does it dissuade. I mean, it does it dissuade my vote. Nope, it doesn't. No, of course not. But the truth is, moving. F- I do know people from 2020 who voted for the third party candidate, and we talked about the fact that there are going to be four on four, maybe five uh, on the ultimately on the ballot. I, I just think. Moving forward, think about it, Mr. President. With that said, he knows who his base is. He knows his base is loyal. He knows that he, anybody who's conservative is going to vote for him, right? If, if They're going to vote for if him. If he hasn't changed on October 2nd, 2023, <laughs> he's not going to change. Nick, I don't, I mean, I've covered him now since the escalator. I don't remember the MF line being dropped. Yeah, I just not, don't. Not in, in that, speech. not in that setting. You're correct. So, is Don clutching your pearls? I'm not. I'm not clutching anything. I'm just saying, like, you know, go for the win. That's it. That's all. Just win. I get you. I get you. Uh, Ron DeSantis was at the same event in California. He did real time, and then he also spoke at the same event that Trump did, um, commenting on Trump saying that he turned Florida red. This is what Ron DeSantis said, cut 12. Uh, I understand that one of my residents was here earlier saying that he turned Florida red. All I will say is uh, Ronald Reagan made the point, there's no limit to what you can do when you don't care who gets the credit. Um, I just wish if he was the one that turned Florida red that he wouldn't have torn Georgia and Arizona blue because that's not been good for us at all. He had, he had a good line there that he totally messed mm-hmm. up. <laughs> until, he, until he went with the blue line? Well, no, torn. Oh. He, he meant to say turn. Oh. It's a good... It's a good like, okay, I didn't pick up on that. If you're just talking substance, it's a good line. Yeah. Uh, he says Trump turned Florida red. I just wish he wouldn't have turned Georgia and Arizona blue. Mm-hmm. But he messed it up. Yeah, well... Which I, is why, again... It's he's Look, not. Trump and DeSantis have, have uh, both get a lot of credit for Florida becoming as red as it is, and Trump and DeSantis doesn't do what he does uh, in office if it's not for the endorsement of Trump. But I also don't think Trump has turned another state blue. You know what turns Georgia blue? People leaving New York and Pennsylvania, moving to Georgia because they're sick of the big blue cities, yet still voting. Democrat when they get to the red state that they can't wait to have more freedom in. That's the thing that's infuriating. And I and I lived it in Tennessee. The amount of people that move to Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Arizona, you name it. And then when they get there, they like, oh, I just couldn't take it anymore. All the uh, the crime and this and that. And they get there and they still vote for the Democrat. They flee because of the Democrat. And then they just can't find a way to vote R. I don't get that. Um... Ron DeSantis, DeSantis was also in Long Beach, California on Friday taking cre- questions from the press about uh, immigration. Like This was a big 
topic, and he said the topic was on what he would do for deportations and everything if if he becomes uh, president. I'm, I'm going to start it. It's hard to hear the reporter's question, but Daniel, if you could start it from the beginning, this is cut eleven. So he's asking about the deportations and under the Biden administration and what he would do as president. So everyone that has come uh, illegally under Biden, we got to go. They're sending back. So that's going to be the first priority. That's probably six or seven million people right there. It's going to require a a lot of effort. Uh, It's going to require us to lean in. But if you don't have a sanction for violating the law, I support building a wall. I support all this. You're going to continue to have it. I would note that the former president is campaigning on the same promise he made in 16 that he didn't deliver on. Uh, in fact, Obama's first term, there were more deportations than under Trump's term in office. Now he's saying he's going to do this great thing. He had four years um, and didn't get the job done. Uh, you know, we're going to get the job done, but I definitely think uh, the people that are coming over kind of last one in, first one out, and we're going we're gonna to really push forward strongly on that. You know, I think a lot like crime, the border is an easy fix. You just have to be willing to do it, invest the time, the money, the energy, and the resources, and you can do it. And you, we, we talked earlier about uh, Trump with shoplifting, shooting. That's what you should do with the southern border. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, do not, you do not come into this country illegally. I, we I, will wipe you out if you I, come across. It, just the threat of it. Just the threat of it. Just the threat of it. Yep. I mean, like, think they about... They don't even have to do that. All they have to do is what Trump did the first... What, what he did, which is to say, hey, uh, if you're coming over the border, you're going to stay in a center while we process you. So whether that's on the Mexico side or even on the uh, Americans, if you cross over on American soil, we're going to keep you in a center and we're going to process you. We're not going to do what's happening now which is just give you a little cue card, a little you know cue card that says, mm-hmm. "Come back in five, three to five years." Yep. That's not going to happen. Yep. We're not going to give you a free phone, and we're not going to give you all this stuff. You're going to stay in a center. We will properly process you. Yep. And then once, if if uh, you have a court date and you are allowed to go forth with asylum, fine. But what are the numbers this morning? Did you just, this morning there was a CBP source saying two hundred and sixty thousand. Illegal folks, and those are just the ones that they stopped, and that was just last month. I know. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, you, that was for September. Yeah, All, September. August. August was three hundred and four thousand, which was the highest it's been since December of twenty twenty two, where it was three hundred and two thousand. The, the 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 border crossing spike just like retail sales do. Oh, gosh, back to school in Christmas time. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Ron DeSantis was also on Real Time with Bill Maher. Hey, so real quick, by the way, yeah, as I, I picked up on the emphasis of of DeSantis here, mm-hmm. has the DeSantis camp gotten to you with the pronunciation as well? I I say that as a joke because hey, he uh, went from saying DeSantis we, to DeSantis. Yeah, do we under do we know yet why that was done? I mean, that's got to be some consultant thing. But I'm trying to understand what what's the motive behind it. I don't know, but he used to call himself Ron right. DeSantis. Oh, I know, but like what. Who so, who came to the conclusion that hey this will make you more electable? Like, somebody did. I, I know, but it's like for what? <laughs> well, that's that's the problem. That's the gripe that everybody has about right. DeSantis is that he's too like he's being led around by these. Uh, is he too image conscious? No, he's just allowing okay. these these political consultants dictate 
what you know yeah what he's going to say and do because and i think that's again why trump has such a big lead and it's just one of the reasons but i trump doesn't care about what his image trump just lets it rip he rapid fire boom 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 speaking of which look at carol's reaction to what you're saying who that's very funny she says uh, if somebody doesn't vote for djt because he curses they should go back to the convent I agree. So she has if curse words bother you, I can't help you as a grown adult. Um, <laughs> so he was on Real Time with Bill Maher on Sunday, and surprisingly, they 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 had more things in common than I thought. They you know Bill went after him about the abortion oh. thing and everything like that, but but um, they're not on the same page with everything. But he did agree with him about the whole COVID lockdown thing. Uh, this is cut ten, Daniel. Doesn't work, but that's driven by ideology. So it's not just we're having just a philosophical debate. I think woke ideology is corrupted institutions. No, I think no, it's corrupted was. things like the CDC with how they handled uh, COVID <laughs> with the nonsense that they did. So it's a broader issue than just a philosophical you, fight. You keep wanting to get back to that, and I don't blame you because you're right. We're on the same page there, and I think it's it's unfair what they did to you because you did handle it better. You did handle it better. You were right. You were like, let's target the people, protect the people who are most vulnerable, and everybody else can go on with their lives a little better. You open schools sooner. And a lot of the stuff that's come in, the information we have after now, we've had a few years to look at it, you were more right. And they won't give you credit for that. Well, it's the not New York about Time- credit for me, though. It's not about credit for me. It's, right. about, okay, but- it's about them admitting that they right. were wrong. Because right. they are setting us up. If this right. happened again, they would repeat the same playbook all over again. But- and if we don't have accountability, that's what's going to happen. So I'll bring accountability so it never happens but in our country I, I again. Mean, I saw the New York Times did such a despicable hit piece on you that I saw. Because I forget what the lead headline was, but it was basically Ron DeSantis up the, the, the pandemic and then like at the very end it says florida's death rate overall was better than the national average now if you're going to do a, an article <laughs> if you're going to do an article about florida and the pandemic shouldn't that be the lead yeah. shouldn't that be the i mean talk about that the we're the number one state for in migration i mean if we did yeah. so bad people would have been leaving florida people are coming Wealth's moving into the state. Our economy's done better than any other large state. And education, we're now ranked, I think, in the uh, top five on most metrics in education. Now, that wasn't true when I was but a she- kid growing up in Florida. So we, we did it right. But what we did is we understood you can't stop society because of one respiratory virus. Wow, what a concept. You can't shut everything down because of one virus that is plaguing one segment of the population. There's actually two other things I think are interesting in that clip. One, he's got to stop. He said it again, the woke ideology. Mm -hmm. Stop using, and I'm tired of hearing the word ideology too. Woke ideology, just stop. But also, I'm telling you what, Bill Maher's going to get a lot of pushback from those on the left. See, we told you Bill's becoming a Republican. He already... Here it is. Uh, the new rules thing that he did, I didn't pull it because it was long, uh, was basically saying that uh, Biden is becoming Ruth Bader Biden and he's too old and he shouldn't run again. So he's already getting ire of the left by saying, see, this guy's not one of us. He's not with us. And, and Bubba 45 says, when Maher is shilling for you, you know you're part of the Uniparty. So Bill Maher is giving... Ron DeSantis credit for the way he handled the pandemic and yeah. the way the media attacked him unfairly, mm-hmm. and that makes Ron DeSantis part of the Uniparty. Yeah. Uh, that's Bubba's logic right there, yeah. which makes zero sense. Well, I think he means because it's because uh, I mean, Bill Maher's a liberal. You know what I mean? So uh, 
when a liberal is speaking up for you. I think that's his logic there. Well, I, I would just think that sometimes a liberal will be like, you know what? The conservative got it right. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Uh, we talked about uh, RFK Jr. Next Monday, he's coming here to Philadelphia to make a, a big announcement. And we've speculated, or actually media, I speculated uh, that he's going to announce that he's running independently for the Libertarian Party. We're talking about who this helps, who this hurts. Uh, you did a big take. Nick Kale did a big take on it this morning. Just go back to about 6.17 this morning on the Odyssey app if you want to hear it. We played this earlier, but it's worth playing again on who RFK thinks he actually pulls more from. Uh, this is cut one. Yeah, but the, and then the other thing is that I take more votes from President Trump than I do from President Biden. Right, so why would that help them? Yeah, it's not helping them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt he's going to be a factor. And again, as I said in the big take, he he resonates, I think, with both sides in certain categories. I mean, obviously, he will never resonate with the right based on his environmental climate initiatives and what he believes. But he also does resonate with the right when it comes to free speech, anti-cancellation, being against vaccine mandates. And look, yes, there are times where he is... I don't want to say an anti-vaxxer, but completely, because there are times where he does advocate for some vaccines, but he is so against the, which I think a lot of us are, but I'll tell you what, and it's part of what he's going to unveil as part of his economic plan. And I don't know that there's an American out there that should disagree with this, no matter what your politics are. The 3% mortgage. I mean, the fact that the fact that houses in part of this global reset of wiping out the middle class since 2020. How, the housing market has gone up 46%. Yeah. And with that mortgage plan that he has, I mean, who wouldn't like to have an extra $1,000 a month off of their mortgage payment? I mean, it's it really is at the point now. And me and my wife bought our first home in 2008 when we got married. And I'm sitting here wondering, like, if I'm ever going to be able to buy a house again yeah. with the best job of my life at almost 40 years old. Yep. Because the average home is four hundred grand. Yep. I, I said this on the air a couple of months ago, jokingly. You can't get a crack house for three hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I, I'll just say this about RFK Jr. Right now, he does he does look good. And his when he had testified uh, before the House Ethics Committee, and he talked about censorship and all of that. But in a, in an actual contest, you know, we're still a, over a year out. I, I'm just going to say this: the guy is very liberal. And, oh, yeah. and at the end of the day, I mean, maybe not looking right now at the polls because people don't really know all of his policies. When when all of his policies are exposed, mm-hmm. there will be way more people, I think, on the left that are going to vote for him ultimately than people on the right because he's not exactly pro business, pro small business. Nope. He's 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 not a conservative fiscally. So at the end of the day, I think when people do learn all of his policy ideas, uh, he's not going to get the conservative vote. Yeah. Well, he does saying. I mean, even though he's attractive now, may um, elections are are decided on a very, very small margin. He only needs to get two to three percent of the vote to make a difference. You know what I mean? So like he's a little, you know, there's there's two things that bother me about him. It's again, I think we're tired of hearing about the family history. Like I got it. You know, there's some tragedies and some just unfortunate stuff, unlucky stuff. And then he's very sciencey. I, I don't know that science is necessarily your selling point if you're trying to win over the non-Biden voter. Too much science with this guy with vaccines and the climate. He gets a little too in the weeds. 
little yeah. too nerdy for me. Well, well, wait a minute, RFK Jr. Yeah. Because that's he's an attorney who's a climate activist, yeah. climate change attorney. So that's his whole gig. That's oh, his skill set. I know. But again, he he ultimately, I think, even though he's, I I I personally, I enjoyed him speaking about free speech and censorship to the ethics House Ethics Committee. We all enjoyed that. He's a great speaker. He has a lot of heart. I get that. But when you look at policies, and we're looking at this horrific economy right now, mm-hmm. and Bidenomics, he's not the cure to Bidenomics. Oh, I know. Um, I do think that he does take from both. I think he takes more from Republicans than he does Democrats. Yeah. But but people like but okay. But people like Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, I think he'll get people like that, like the the crunchy liberals uh, like that. But I, I think you know he's he's going to get like the Joe Rogans and the you know those type of people and his and his followers. There's no doubt he's getting Bill Maher's vote. Yeah, I would bet. And by the way, did you see the video of um, RFK yesterday on social media? He was doing a backflip off of a big rock into a quarry. He's very fit. What yeah. is it with these Kennedys and their death wishes? I know. Like, like his. And it wasn't a good flip, by the way. Too, it was only he. If he was, if he was supposed to go, was it three hundred? It was only like two hundred and seventy degrees. He didn't. He didn't stick the landing. Wasn't it? Wasn't it his uncle that died by skiing outside of a plane? Like he jumped from a plane onto a ski mm-hmm. slope and died, and his and his do- uh, our, uh, John F. K. Junior. was flying a plane when he shouldn't be. Like, what is it with these Kennedys and their death wish? Yeah, they're like evil Knievel. They all have too much money. That's that's a problem. I oh, know. They have too much time on their hands. Too much time. And too they're much a lot money. like me. Yeah. Um, Except I don't have the money. Uh, the this story broke on Friday when we uh, when we were still on the air. Uh, uh, Diane Feinstein died at the age of ninety. Um, Nancy Pelosi was on with uh, Jake Tapper, I believe, to discuss the death of her <clears throat> friend. And she said something interesting here that Diane left on her own terms. Oh. D- did she though? Did she? Was she or was with she being, it enough to say that she wanted to do this on or, her own? Or was she being propped up there? I think she was propped up. Uh, cut nine, Daniel. Let's talk. Okay, let's talk about her because yesterday you accompanied Senator Dianne Feinstein on her final journey home to San Francisco yeah. aboard the military plane. It must have been a, a difficult journey. What was going through your mind during the flight? Yeah. Well, I was with her daughter, and see, it, it, with Diane, it's obviously official. It's political. And it's very personal. This is a a woman who she left on her own terms. You saw how she answered Larry Craig. But she did that any number of times when colleagues or others tried to minimize her standing on an issue. She and I were not always on the same place on the spectrum of politics. But we all cared about our country. And she, again, reached across the aisle all the time, would negotiate with anyone for our great state of California, brought home the bacon, respected our natural resources, the, the, the forest, the deserts, the ocean, the lakes, the, and, and the beautiful diversity of our people. Yeah, so uh, in her final stretch here in serving, she was wheeled in and out of proceedings. <laughs> yep. And when asked yay or nay, she gave a dissertation that actually went on for about 30 seconds before somebody intervened and said, Diane, just what? Yeah, you're I don't believe that she was there on her own, her, her there, free will. There's zero chance, zero chance. I she can't was be. there on her own terms. No shot. It's just, it's just, 
it's and the shameful. Sad is, the sad thing is, is Pelosi is about six, seven years out from getting to that point, and we're going to have the same conversation when Nancy gets to that point. Absolutely. Because these people won't leave office. They're going to die in their chairs. Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're preaching to the choir, man. Um, Merrick Garland did a very rare interview last night. It was 60 Minutes. Did anybody watch this? Oh. Yep. Um, asked a lot of questions by Scott Pelley. Um, a lot about you know all these um, cases that are up against both Biden and Trump. Um, and he said this, this is cut 15 weeks. He says, we don't have one rule for Republicans oh, and another for Get Democrats. the boots on, boys. Getting real deep in here now. Cut 15, Daniel. Prosecutions that will shape the future of the nation. In a rare interview, the Attorney General told us that in the Trump and Biden trials ahead, his prosecutors will pursue justice without fear and without favor. We do not have one rule for Republicans and another rule for Democrats. We don't have one rule for foes and another for friends. We don't have one rule for the powerful and another for the powerless, for the rich or for the poor, based on ethnicity. We have only one rule. And that one rule is that we follow the facts and the law, and we reach the decisions required by the Constitution, and we protect civil liberties. Are you essentially saying, as Attorney General to the American people, trust me? Well, in the end, I, I suppose it does, in the end, come down to trust. But it's not just me. It's decades of the, of the norms of this department that are part of the DNA of the career prosecutors who are running the investigation um, and supervising the investigations that you're talking about. A.G. Garland, are you saying it does not matter if you have an R or D in front of your name? That is correct, Mr. Pelly. <laughs> if, you, if you believe that, I mean, I got something to sell you during the commercial break. I mean... It, there, there's a reason why this guy doesn't come out too often to speak because it's it's so blatantly obvious. Um, and when you just look at all the the way these things have played out, from the the appointing of the special counsel with David Weiss, and then the Hunter Biden stuff, this is something that's going on for five years that could have been wrapped up in five months. Um, but yet we see this rush and this accelerated speedy trial for everything under the watch or under the umbrella of Merrick Garland when it comes to Donald J. Trump. So, um, you know, I give, I give Pelly a little bit of credit for asking the question, but boy, Merrick Garland, what a snoozer he is, by the way. Merrick Garland on Biden calling him to influence investigations. So Scott Pelley says, you know, what if he does? What if Joe Biden calls you and tries to influence you on the investigation into his son, Hunter Biden? This is what he said, cut 16. Department. You are not in communication with the president or any member of his administration with regard to the investigation of former President Trump. No, I am not. If President Biden asked you to take action with regard to the Trump investigation, what would your reaction be? I am sure that that will not happen, um, but I would not uh, do anything um, in that regard. Um, and if necessary, I would resign. But. There is no uh, sense that anything like that will happen. Have you ever had to tell him, hands off these investigations, Mr. President? No, because he has never tried to put hands on these investigations. No, Joe actually doesn't know there's investigations going on because he's so out of it. But we've seen the polling numbers that most Americans do believe that this is a political persecution and prosecution of Donald Trump. So he can sit there and be as staunch and adamant as he would like there in that little softball setting on 60 Minutes, but... The American public, for the most part, does not buy that. One more uh, on if 
on the Trump investigation, is he ruining the Trump campaign um, by announcing these uh, indictments when he did uh, cut 17? It's because there are two federal indictments. The longstanding rule in the Justice Department is that we can't comment about pending cases. Where does that rule come from? What's the point? One reason is to protect the privacy and civil liberties of the person who's under investigation. It's to protect witnesses who also may or may not become public later in an investigation. And then finally, it's to protect the investigation itself. Um, investigations proceed in many different directions, eventually coming to a fruition, a decision to charge or not charge about a particular thing or not. And if witnesses and potential subjects knew everything that the investigators had previously looked at and were about to look at, it could well change testimony. It could well make witnesses unavailable to us. And this is not peculiar to the Trump investigations. Well, this is a rule for all investigations. This is part of what we call our justice manual. Mm. It's been there for probably at least 30 years and probably about longer than that. Help us understand the timing. These prosecutions of the former president are happening during the campaign. You could make the argument that it's the worst possible time. The Justice Department has general practices about not making significant overt steps or charging within a month or so of an election. We are clearly outside that, uh, that time frame uh, in these cases. Um, prosecutors, special counsel, they follow the facts and the law where they lead when they've gotten the uh, amount of evidence necessary to make a charging decision and have decided that a charge is warranted. That's when they bring their cases. The investigation itself has determined the timing. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Your critics say that it's time to ruin Mr. Trump's chances in the election. Well, that's absolutely not true. Justice Department prosecutors are nonpartisan. They don't allow partisan considerations to play any role in their determinations. It is actually helping Trump every time because when the polls come out after an indictment, he goes up even further. But talking about the timing, I am actually holding the policy here of the U.S. DOJ. And it says here that every time bad news comes out about the Biden family, indict the mother bleeper. <laughs> because if you look at the timeline that we laid out for you on a big take a while back, in four separate cases, there was bad news or a leak or a whistleblower or something that went against Joe or Hunter. And within the next day... Or the next business day on the calendar, because one of them was on a Friday and then the indictment occurred on a Monday. Every single time, coincidentally enough, <laughs> Trump gets indicted the day after a Biden bombshell. Wow. I mean, if it happens once, okay. Maybe it's just random. Uh-oh. But four times, four. By the way, uh, our stream on the YouTube chat has just been suspended <laughs> for policy violations. We're down? Uh-oh. We are. What did you do? Uh, I don't know. Wow. That's never happened on the show. Yeah. We've had some uh, replays flagged because of music beds, yep. copyrights, like Tom Petty's all mm. in his feelings because we're playing his song. But we got shut. Wow. We're sitting here. Uh, did I throw a conspiracy theory out? Did I in- incite hate and induce violence? Maybe. I don't know. Am maybe. I Am I a threat to democracy? Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is, is Kale and Company a radical right-wing show? You're gonna be. We're going to be brought up on charges soon. Oh, goody. Cuff me. Jeez, I thought we were too moderate, I've been told sometimes. Yeah. Oh, damn. 
Oh, man. Well, folks. Here we go. 1210 on the Your AM dial <laughs> or on the free Odyssey app. See, there's what did a, we do? There's a million. I'm, I'm guessing that the, uh, the CBS uh, 60 Minutes clip. That would get us in trouble? I, Isn't that public? Uh, it's fair usage. Yeah. It's fair, it's, yeah. Wow. It's totally fair use. That's yeah. baloney. Valdez wasn't in there cursing on the, in the group <laughs> chat, was he? I don't think so. Wow. Uh, stream suspended. Oh, well. Well, there's a first for everything, folks. There is. I'm going to make a promo out of this. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, not only the YouTube stream, uh, not only the cut sheet. Uh, you know what? I'm so um, dis- in, in disarray. I might go pull a fire alarm. Oh, uh, no. Please don't. Think. I, might don't do that. Pull, I might have to pull a fire alarm. <laughs> you'll get in big trouble that might get some me, people. That might get me into the bathroom door. Yep. All right. Well, you could just say, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I was I flustered. It- I was flustered and I'm sorry. Oh man, <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody must eat, baby. All right. <sighs> well, that'll do it. Eight forty. Uh, but it's time for a Don Stenzlin Big Three at eight. It's the Big Three at eight on Kale and Company. Big Three at eight this Monday morning as we enter into Red October. Well, I'll I'll pick up where you left off because you were talking about Trump. So. Former President Donald J. Trump, a leading competitor for POTUS 2024 against the current president, in court, in court this morning in New York City for his civil fraud trial this morning. So, uh, said, announced last night on his Truth Social platform that he would indeed go to court and be president and be present, and he had been expected to attend. Law enforcement court employees. Have already, they had to make all the security preps for this potential appearance at the courthouse. This is Lower Manhattan today and possibly tomorrow as well. So, this is a civil case. It's not a criminal case, civil fraud case brought a year ago by New York Attorney General Letitia James against Trump and his family, his eldest sons, their companies, and several executives. Starts 10 o'clock Eastern Time this morning. And we've talked about the fact that the judge overseeing the case has teed this up nicely um, with a lot of, you know, and this is going to go to the appeals courts, but says that the former president is liable for fraud, that he overvalued his properties on his financial statements for a decade. You know, we've seen the polls that show most Americans aren't really Mm -hmm. uh, moved one way or the other with the drama and the political uh, prosecutions. Uh, and those are on things like January 6th or Georgia or the classified documents. I, I'm not sure that many people at all really get moved by any of the, the civil stuff, so to speak, on the Trump end, right? It doesn't seem like that that even comes close to registering with people. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, you think about this is an a, a attorney general who is seeking a quarter, um, $250 million in damages. Mm-hmm. And wants is seeking a total ban on the Trump, not just Donald J. Trump, but all of his businesses. Right. And banning the company from engaging in business transactions for five years. Mm-hmm. This is unprecedented. Oh, of course it is. And so we'll, you know, on appeal, and that's just it. They're just trying to wear him down every mm-hmm. which way. That's correct. So I think ultimately this um, pushes more and more people to, to be convinced that this guy is getting a raw deal. Which is amazing. It's supposed to wear him down, right? Mm-hmm. We never see him tired. It's supposed to hurt his campaign. All it does is boost him in the polls. Everything they do with the intention and their goals and motives behind it yeah. actually blows up in their face. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. Um, looting across Philadelphia, updating that. It was all last week and obviously was uh, stretching and testing the resources of the Philadelphia Police Department, which we know is down in ranks. They're trying to hire, and it's not a great climate to try to hire new officers and recruit new officers as they tried to control all of those mostly adults intent on looting stores, causing a lot of damage and shaking up store employees who did not want to return to work. So we know that now Philadelphia police under new leadership, Philadelphia acting commissioner, John Stanford says, Stanford says, no matter how upset you are with the criminal justice system, looting is never the answer. Mm -hmm. So that statement from police and releasing more videos um, you know, they continue as they find more videos, they're releasing saying we're looking for these individuals. We're asking if you can identify any of these individuals, please turn them in because this is not this is not the way destroying your own community, destroying your own neighborhood, the neighborhood that so many people have worked so hard to build over the years. You know, it's, you talk about the recruiting numbers and try, and it, this is not just, you know, in the city, like in Plymouth meeting, uh, you know, I've got signs up that they're trying to get people to, you know, to take the test and become officers. It's going to get to the point where, I mean, I don't even know why you would want to be a cop in this climate, but you see those businesses like truck drivers, uh, here's a $10,000 sign on bonus in the first 90 days. It's going to get to the point where they have to give you a legitimate sign on bonus to be an officer. Because you're not going to be thanked for your job. You're not going to have the police chief defending you. The DAs won't prosecute the crime, the crimes that you uh, you you arrest criminals for. Yep. I don't know why you'd want to be a cop in this day and age. But God bless you if you do. You know, I love this audience. Can I just say this again? Because, you know, I can see real-time data. Yeah. And as soon as the YouTube chat went down, our numbers on the Odyssey app, just spiked yeah so everybody just just migrated over that's the great Thank thing right. about this radio show and mm-hmm. this radio station is there's many platforms you can get us on right. we'll we'll be back on youtube trust yes. me um, um i think just the show today was suspended but we should be back tomorrow okay. um hopefully unless we drop too many truth bombs i don't know <laughs> wait, wait hold on i'm getting texts saying youtube not working question mark and before i could even respond Never mind, it's working now. Are we oh. back? Are we back up? Oh, good. Oh, we're back now. Daniel yep, yep, Valdez says we're back. Hang on, Daniel. Daniel Valdez, my my friend and hero. Can you jump on the mic and tell us what happened? I believe it was a sixty minutes clip. They blocked it. I mean, that's the first time it happened, but you just ended and restarted. So we're back on you, or we can be back on YouTube right now. Yeah, we're we're back streaming live now. All right, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT if you want to come back to us. So conspiracy theory here. I don't think it was actually 60 Minutes. I think it was A.G. Garland's office. They were eavesdropping on the show, and they shut us down. See, we had they, like... They're going to indict us. We had like 300 people watching. Now we have nine. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, that's, what, that's why I hate this, because now we... All right, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. We're back. I'm getting texts. Is Stalker mad right now? LOL. Is Greg ticked off? <laughs> Well, I'm ticked off. I'm ticked off at YouTube, not not my crack staff, because Daniel, like he, like he, I knew he would, uh, just comes back and uh, puts us right back up. It'll probably tell us about the end of the show what we got suspended for. YouTube or yeah. YouTube. I'll get an email saying this is what caused it's back up. Valdez is like the little magical blue pill for the show. If we go limp, it gets right back up because of Valdez. <laughs> Anthony brings up a good point. 
we can't play 60 Minutes. Aren't we partnered with CBS still? I mean, it's a very good, it's a very good point. We play know. CBS News at the top of the hours. You know, like what's <laughs> unbelievable. So dumb. Yep. Sorry, Dawn, I didn't mean to interrupt Number three, you. breaking news oh. with a big announcement. The Nobel Prize in Medicine is going to local University of Pennsylvania scientists and researchers. Yes, the Nobel Prize goes to Kathleen Carrico and Drew Weissman from the University of Pennsylvania for discovering how to harness the power of messenger RNA, the genetic linchpin, if you will, of the first vaccines against COVID-19, but also this mRNA technology is is the basis of new cancer-fighting technology mm. as well. That's correct. There's also a story out there, uh, we'll get more into it tomorrow, that uh, scientists believe that they can, uh, with a, a certain um, piece of technology, can cure cancer in 60 days and reduce death rates by 50%. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Which uh, which means it'll never see the light of day because cancer is big business. Yeah. Well, they'll just go to something else. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think that's amazing. It's a miracle. <laughs> Sid Weiss on the YouTube chat says, <laughs> we start at 8.46 a.m. <laughs> we start at 6 a.m. <laughs> I love it. Well, enjoy a second taste of summer this week. We're in the 80s and sunshine all week. Kale and Company, Big Three. All right, Don. thank you very much. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Uh, we're going to get to the Philadelphia Inquirer Kurt Schilling story at the top of the hour. Also a couple of stories in COVID. But I, I do want to wrap up the uh, third hour of today's festivities because we had a, a lot of Trump in the, um, the cut sheet and leading up to it with his little uh, riff with uh, Nikki Haley with the birdcage and also uh, his thoughts on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Um, but this is a great story because, you know, we actually haven't heard too much about Bud Light's demise uh, in the last couple of weeks, although I would imagine they're still down plenty, plenty compared to years past. But there was um, kind of before Labor Day, this came out, and it was called Ultra Right Beer, not Ultra Light, Ultra Right Beer, the 100% woke-free beverage. Uh, and this brand launched after Bud Light's disastrous ties to Dylan Mulvaney. And once Trump got indicted and the mugshot came out, this company put Trump's mugshot on their can of beer. And they are a Georgia company. And they started marketing it and selling it at a brewery. And it is raked in $500,000 in the first 12 hours following its release. The founder, Seth Weathers, told Fox Business that he, quote, knew people would go wild over these collector cans, but he had no idea the response would be this crazy. Weathers, better known online as, quote, conservative dad, predicts that the sales of the Trump-themed beer can top $2 million by the time it goes off the market at midnight on Sunday, which is coming up uh, in just about six days, that according to Fox. Quote, sales have poured in from the moment we launched, Weathers added of the can, dubbed Conservative Dad's Revenge is the name of the can and the name of the beer specifically, which features the black and white version of Trump's viral booking photo on the outside and Ultra Right's signature golden lager on the inside. Ultra Right touts the brew is 100% American beer that will become the most collectible beer can in American history on its website. Now, here's the crazy part. It's, it's amazing they're putting up numbers, but 
it's a six pack of beer that goes for twenty five bucks. Wow. I mean, if you if you're if you look if you're a guy and you've ever bought an American beer six pack, hey, uh, the grocery store or uh, when you're leaving a uh, a bar, you know, six packs usually eight ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. 25 bucks for a six pack. Wow. To have Trump's mug on it, which is like the the cost of like a bottle of uh, Tito's vodka. <laughs> With all due respect to ultra right beer, I don't know that I'm I'm dropping 25 bucks on a sixer. But that's because 10% of the sales go to help the GOP defense fund, right? Co- correct. So you're you can actually write off your beer. Yes. Uh, Rob on the YouTube chat says, tried it and it sucks. It's beer you would drink if you were in college oh. and had a college 1990s budget. Not today. Parents pay for everything budget. <laughs> okay. You're right. 10% of the sales from the beer are donated to the legal defense of the Georgia Republican Party and the David Schaefer Legal Defense Fund. Um, so it's a bad beer at mm. 25 bucks for a six pack. Yeah. I mean, I'd be willing to try it if we did a little sampling. I'm not going to drop it. I mean, I have to win an Eagles bet against Stocker to pay for the six pack. <laughs> But yeah, ultra right beer, conservative dad's revenge. Yeah. So uh, apparently it'll be off the market on Sunday, and uh, I don't know that they'll get to two million. But uh, look, I, I'm all for gr- creative ideas. I'm all for capitalism. Uh, this guy has taken advantage of it, made some good money, and uh, you know, if he had his little run, he had his little run. And it's also the perfect timing because after what Bud Light did as an American beer with Dylan Mulvaney, we we talked about this. Yeah. It was ripe for the picking. You know, Modelo went up to number one. We talked about all the Dick Yingling stuff. I'm like, you know, Yingling should be capitalizing on this. Uh, you know, you saw Miller and other companies go up. And uh, even at kind of the uh, the micro brew level, so to speak, or the craft beer level, people cashing in. I never have these ideas when they're when they're out there for the taking. <laughs> I will be in this industry forever because my only ideas come when I'm writing a big take. Uh, by the way, if you're watching right now on YouTube, can you please re-hit the like button? Yeah, hit because, it again. Because we're, we're, we need to get these, we need to get these numbers, um, up. We only have like 105 watching right now and we're, we're, yeah. we're usually well into the 300s by this point. So like, uh, the YouTube stream is back up, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD and hit the like button, please. Which one should be on Rumble? Yeah, well... I mean, look, I'm, if we want to put this on Rumble, I'm fine with as many places to reach this as possible. You know what I Could mean? Could we do so, that? Could we take I don't, like the YouTube I, I don't like, uh, tape delay version and I don't know. post it on Rumble? I'm already... I'm already... Overextended? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm overextending Daniel. Yeah. And if I don't, you know... That's true. ...ease up on him a little bit, he's going to quit. On right. Me, so and then he'll look more miserable that. than he does any other day. So... I, some days I think he wants to put, like, a butter knife through my chest. But Well, that's just the millennial. That's end. just me. No, he's not a millennial. He's a Gen Z. No, he's a Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 8.54. Big final hour is coming up. We've got a very, very nice prize we will tell you about for the morning mystery movie clip. And uh, the movie clip, I think, will probably be a very easy one that came out eh, about 31 years ago. We'll get to that when we kick off the final hour of the show. And... Like, we knew this was coming, right? We said Meatball and the attorney would play the victim card and it's racism. Well, we had to figure this was on the verge of happening as well. The Philadelphia Inquirer writing a hit piece on Kurt Schilling demanding that the Phillies remove him from the Wall of Fame. It's unbelievable. Another cancellation attempt, despite what you might are, think of the individual. Are you going to get the... To this right at 9 o'clock. We're going to get to this right on the other yeah, side. I love this story. All right. Scale and Company, the final hour. Nick, Dawn, and Greg... Maybe it will be on YouTube. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? We could get flagged at any moment. We're like the Eagles on a false start. And we're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. 
This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. The future of joint pain relief is right here in Philadelphia. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Pretty amazing. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't don't do it so quickly. Okay, not so fast. Just get a second opinion first. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting, real relief. QC Kinetics does not just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root, to the core of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly into your aching joint, which restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall I mean, it feels like summer this week with weather in the 80s, bright sunshine. No more pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Life is about moving, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with this all-natural treatment. So call the local medical professionals, QC Kinetics. Just get a free consultation. Do this today. Just call QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 215-993-3000. 215 QC Kinetics. 215-999-3000. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, and the free Odyssey app.